0: Welcome to the Butts and the Seeds podcast, episode number 40.
1: Woo, we made it to another 10-episode mile marker. Do you know what that means?
0: It's time for another shot. It's
1: time for another shot!
0: Emily, once again, has no idea what I made. I did not try to punish her on this.
1: It's cream-based. I can see that. I'm assuming there's Baileys in it because my parents gave us a big bottle of Baileys. There's not Baileys Really?
0: No Baileys. Oh. If you sniff it, I think it gives it away.
1: Oh. All right. Oh, just just me yummy. <laughs> cheers to 40. Cheers We're to over 40. the hill.
0: Ooh,
1: yes, that's a good one. Nick made a cinnamon toast shot.
0: And cheers to sirens in the background.
1: Yeah, once again, we live in a city. I'm sorry. We're working on it. <laughs> in the next few months, we'll be moving to a much quieter area. Yeah. So that'll be nice. But yum, yeah, that was good. Mm.
0: So today, we'll be talking about the July 5th, 1999 Monday Nitro, the go home show for. Bash of the Beach. So, we teased it a little bit last episode. So, we developed a little game.
1: I developed a little game.
0: Well, I think we developed it together, but you actually picked out the songs. Yes. So, Emily has has devised a list of 10 WCW themes, and I have to listen to them and guess the wrestler.
1: I don't think that he's going to get them all. So, I came up with a playlist of about 10 WCW wrestlers' themes. And Nick has to listen to the themes and guess who it belongs to. I don't think he's going to get all of them. I picked some pretty obscure ones. I I picked some ones that I don't think that he's going to remember or have been in, like, other factions. So I think I've got a pretty good shot at, like, duping him on this one.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is an easy one to start with. (laughs) This is Ernest the Cat Miller. Starting you off easy. this is the crap version. How did you even find the crap version?
1: Why do you think it took me so long to put together this playlist?
0: Yeah, we did have to delay the start of the podcast about 30 minutes, maybe longer.
1: But yes, this is the version that's on the network. All
0: right, so one for one.
1: <laughs> one for one.
0: all All right. Shit. Um. <laughs> see, the beginning The beginning sounded like either Vampiro or it's a holdover. I'm going to go This is Canyon.
1: oh shit. Okay, yes.
0: Yeah, I, I figured that the beginning bit was a holdover from Mortis. Yes. All right, two for two.
1: Damn it. Okay, there's some in here that you're not going to get.
0: Right, hold on, I got to get out of There we go. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I just noticed the... I, I actually just noticed like the bottom had the uh, spoilers. This is this is Ray. Yeah, it's Prime Material. Look at the phone. I, 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 it's I swear, <laughs> Ray comes down to this at one point.
1: They come out together.
0: <laughs> so am I, uh, do I get half points?
1: No, because this is still this Conan's theme.
0: So, how many? Yeah, hold on. This is Conan's ninth theme. this is <laughs> so the issue, man. Spanglish version.
1: I can't oh. believe you didn't get Conan's
0: theme. <laughs> See, now I need to look. I know I like, want to like look up Rey Mysterio's theme. Like, what is Rey's theme?
1: Oh my god.
0: All right. Oh, this is Sting. Yes. Which, I, I know because I don't like this theme. Because I, I, he eventually comes out to like a, a Metallica knockoff. All right. So three for four? Yeah. And even then, I think I'm three and a half for four. No.
1: All right. This is one I don't think you're going to get. Oh.
0: like randomly guess like Dean Malenko no all right who is it it is Chavo Guerrero this
1: is Chavo's WCW theme and I had to verify this like four different ways
0: this is before ooh
1: Chavo
0: all right well he, he doesn't get that in WCW at all I all know but
1: that's just what we know him with
0: yeah all right okay. is this van hammer yes okay. good job. how am i doing
1: you've gotten four out of six
0: okay wait
1: is, is this it the same fucking song
0: wait this is rave is Kami. it the same, oh, the same one
1: because <laughs> i knew i had both of them on it was- i verified it with both of them as singles yeah, this... Is
0: it the same theme? Oh, we gotta go back. Wait, to no, you.
1: no, because I verified it with the singles. I knew it was similar. Yeah, it's same the same theme. fucking song. Okay, so I think. Okay,
0: that's... fuck. Yeah, I think I get credit for that one then.
1: I hate them. All right. All right.
0: Well. Oh, it's kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait for that that, that, that like drum beat to yeah. come in. Let it in. All right, <laughs> moving on. Oh, yeah, they gave it away. I to, I did think it was Perry Saturn before he said lives a drag. Yeah. <laughs> My gut was Perry Saturn. It is Perry Saturn. Yeah, I wanna say it's a weird thing with him ongoing just having sirens at the start of yeah. it. Him and Scott Steiner just both go with that.
1: Yeah. So full disclosure, um I was trying to get Scott Steiner on this list. He does not come out to a theme that is not the wolf pack or NWO and any of our viewing history. Yeah. I really thought he had before he came out as like part of NWO. I guess there was never a pre-NWO for him. I thought there was. I mean... There was a pre-Wolfpack.
0: Yeah, I, was, I mean, th- there was pre-NWO in terms of like the Steiner Brothers had the theme, but yeah. we didn't hear that. All right. Oh, this is someone low down the card, isn't it?
1: No
0: cheating. Norman Smiley, I'm gonna guess. Fuck you! No, it's not
1: Oh wait, that's not this isn't Norman Smiley. No, this is
0: Bobby Dungum.
1: Ah oh, shit. It's oh, well, okay. similar.
0: No, that means Norman Smiley's also on your list ah, and you just, shit, I just
1: gave it away.
0: Is this Norman Smiley? I
1: don't know anymore, probably.
0: Yes. They're
1: similar, right? They've got like a similar <laughs> <Yes>. rock vibe. <laughs> Damn it. You're doing better at this than I thought you would.
0: <laughs> okay. And how many do I have left? Two. Two. Okay. Oh, this is who? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I threw a couple of like, gimmies <laughs> in there. All
0: right. And the last one. Sounds vaguely familiar. I don't even know who to guess at this point. <laughs> I'm guessing this is a 98 one. I don't remember. I'm gonna double down, I'm gonna go Demolink up. You're wrong. Psychosis? Yeah! Okay. And that's it.
1: That's it. Okay, you only got two wrong. <laughs> I really thought that you would do worse.
0: So I missed Bobby Duncombe and I missed psychosis. No, and Chavo. Tra- oh, you so missed three. Right. Okay, you yeah. missed three. So I went three three for 13. I thought you only had 10.
1: Okay, I guess I had 13. Whatever. I put some extras in there just to see.
0: Okay. So I don't... I don't, oh I don't really
1: know what this proves. I don't
0: know. I don't know <laughs> it's
1: what's... been 40 episodes. There's been a lot of... Unmemorable themes, apparently more
0: memorable, more memorable than we thought. (laughs) To be fair, a couple of them were just guesses. Where I'm like, is this Canyon? I don't even remember hearing Canyon's theme at any point, but I guess we did.
1: We did because I remember making the note that this sounds spooky.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's why I wanted to do it.
0: All right. So um, eventually, we'll have to do some sort of version with this and Emily.
1: I don't think I'm going to be as good at this as you were because you have like a weird brain for like memory. Nick's brain is an encyclopedia for very specific things. If you ask him certain teams, baseball histories, certain Super Bowl histories, and anything that has to do with WWE from the years 20, really like 2011, 2012, 2013 to 1991, I think he would know the answer to everything.
0: So, Emily, I have one round of this for you before we get into the episode. All right. Who's coming down to the ring?
1: F-f-f-f-f-f-life. All right, Emily, who is it? I don't know. It's gonna in the goddamn NWO. All
0: right, who's coming? Come on, who is it? I don't know. Take a guess.
1: Bobby Duncan Jr. No.
0: He was never in the NWO. You <laughs> <laughs> of all the people to guess, Vincent. Sorry, looking for Scott Norton.
1: <laughs> Brian Adams. I'm going to remember him forever now because I forgot him so many times. No,
0: you won't. You I remember his name,
1: but I don't know what his face looked yeah, like. We, we. I remember his name. Yeah, I remember, I'll remember. remember his name. I cannot say that I'll remember Bobby Duncan Jr.'s name forever. Because I also forgot his name a lot. And I will never know what any of these men look like. It will never stick in my brain. Anyway, should we get into the episode? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Were we inadvertently stalling because this was a very bad episode of Nitro? Okay, so
1: we had different takes on this episode. Nick wanted to die the whole time. I...
0: Most of the time.
1: I didn't hate it.
0: I, I started losing my mind while watching it where like I, I said I need to take a break and then I just powered through and I just...
1: Yeah, there was a point where Nick was like, I need to be done after this match. I need to go take a break or watch it tomorrow. And I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm going to keep watching i think my standards are so low when it comes to this show like i'm gonna quote Star- uh, spider man expect disappointment you never be disappointed
0: I-, I also worked a long day yesterday well, yes. <laughs> and i was just like this is what i'm coming home to what am i doing with my life
1: <laughs> you have a podcast about a failed 1990s wrestling company what are you doing with your life
0: so Nitro this week is live from the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia, home of the, I don't know if it's bottom two, it's definitely bottom five WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely down there. It's the one that's main evented by The Miz and John Cena, and so they, apparently they had the stadium set up to to hold 44,000 fans. They got about 19,000 paid, which... It was very obvious from some of the opening shots.
1: Yeah, so when this episode started, we were like, wow, the Georgia Dome actually looks pretty full. You even like vocalized. You're like, huh, that's impressive. And then they panned the camera.
0: Yeah, they they showed too much.
1: They really did. They they exposed the business.
0: I know we keep finding things. Before we get into this, (laughs) a couple things to note, because we've been slacking on our ratings lately.
1: That's a you thing, man.
0: So last week, Raw did a 6.8 to Nitro's 3.6. This week, Raw did a six point two to Nitros. I'm
1: gonna guess it went down. I'm gonna say three point four.
0: Three point three. Oh wow. However, last week on Raw was extremely notable for having the highest rated segment in the history of professional wrestling.
1: Is this the this is your life episode?
0: No. WWE lies when they say oh. that. However, it's I guess there's an argument to be made because technically this is like the overrun portion. So it only partially counts. It's like there wasn't even a head-to-head thing going against it. So it was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker for the WWF title. What do you think the number is? Just for that segment on its own.
1: I am gonna guess that's like an 8 point something.
0: The whole show did a 6.8. That segment did a 9.5. Yow. Again, Nitro did a 3.6.
1: <laughs> do you have the numbers for what Nitro's highest rated segment tonight was? No. Hmm. I think that'd be interesting to see what the highest rated segment was.
0: I don't know how well all that's kept. I think people just remember that one because...
1: Because it's so out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Nitro's uh, theme, remember? Yeah, it's out there. It's out there.
0: And speaking of out there, as in out of there, Chris (laughs) Jericho has recently signed a three-year deal with WWF. Good
1: for him. Only three years, though, that's all. Well, I mean... (laughs) I know.
0: Yeah, he'll uh he'll finish up some house shows, but he is he is out. Good for him. I forget when he shows up, it's either August or September or oh my god ninety nine.
1: So the last time that we saw him on WCW television, he was wearing the shortest shorts in all of the land and it was right before the dogs.
0: Yes. We talked about this.
1: It's like official now. Now that he is officially officially gone, we can say with absolute impunity. No,
0: he's still under WCW contract, you never know. <laughs>
1: We keep shooting ourselves in the foot when we say this is the last time we're going to see someone.
0: Well, additionally, I realized this upon double-checking a couple of notes I have just generally about the podcast. We have seen someone's last match like a month and a half ago that we'll see again in segments in a couple of months, but uh, we are done seeing Raven wrestling on the podcast. What? Yeah. Really? He does not wrestle another match for WCW.
1: Oh. That's kind of a bummer. I keep thinking that he's about to make his return. Yeah,
0: he'll pop up in a, like, a, like a group or like a stable of oh. some sort in a couple months. And then uh, there'll be a meeting about like, if you're not happy, there's the door. And he just walks, and he gets up, he oh. walks up.
1: I always have so much respect for people that do that because I've had so many opportunities to be like, to be that person, to leave, like with jobs or with groups. It's like, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be. And I want to be that person. But like, okay, bye. But I just, I can't. So I respect that. But I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. Oh. Do you know why?
0: He just wasn't happy with, with, with his booking and general politics at WCW. I so mean, that's fair. He goes back to ECW.
1: Good for him. I mean, sad for him, but good for him. Wait, does that mean that we're going to see him on an ECW bonus episode?
0: I would assume so. Yes. I, I don't know when he turns up there, you know, contract status, all that jazz. Yeah. But yeah, we, sh- I mean, we should definitely. I know we'll definitely see him again at least at WrestleMania 17, but uh, I assume we'll see him before then. In ECW, Uh, yes,
1: the seventeen post invasion.
0: No, it's right before that's that's where Shane buys WCW.
1: Ah, yes.
0: So the actual episode of Nitro.
1: Yeah, we should really get into this. Twenty minutes into recording,
0: we get the Nitro recap from last week, including the Tory stipulation, which I'm like, why did you need to throw that in there again? And then it also includes clips from Thunder, which which are just gross. Which is just weird to me because I'm like, it looks like they're on like a Hollywood set, like of yeah. like a street, and it's like, okay, hostage negotiation. Give me the belt, I'll give you the 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 girl, the girl. And then they fight in slow motion. <laughs> Sting in quotes breaks a bat over Kevin Nash, and then Randy Savage gets the, the you know the victim out of the trunk. But it's actually Tori Wilson who's like, hey.
1: Ha ha ha, you thought.
0: Oh, she says something dumb too. I forget what it is. Oh, though. I don't
1: know. I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue so much as like what the hell was happening. Yeah. It was weird.
0: Because also during that, Nash is on the phone with Randy Savage and Nash is like getting a massage from.
1: I thought that was Tori.
0: I think it's meant to be vague of like, oh, no, George totally has been banging me and she's leaving you.
1: Well, that's supposed to be a message throughout this whole episode.
0: Yeah. So that'll continue tonight. We then get the Nitro opening, followed by the Nitro girls, which leads to the opening pyro. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're getting the opening bit down.
1: Yeah, the rhythm.
0: And during the opening pyro is when they keep panning around the arena. And I'm like, guys, stop cutting into these shots. You're making it worse.
1: Yeah. There's one shot where they pan over the pyro, like kind of like parallel to the stage, and it's just showing just a giant empty section. It's horrible.
0: Commentary checks in, and as tease at the end of last episode, there will be a return tonight.
1: A really sad return.
0: Yeah, Bret Hart will be here, and he'll just kind of speak his mind.
1: Which is nice, but it's still just a real bummer.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that more when we get to that segment, because I think both of us have a fair amount of feelings on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's go to our first match. We have two people who were included in our quiz earlier. <laughs> Juventud Guerrero versus Chavo Guerrero, which I just called them movie and Chavo. I was not trying yeah. for the Guerrero guerrero thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did think that when they came out, the Guerrero versus Guerrero.
0: So, Travo slips on the ramp on the way out, but it kind of looked intentional, like he was mocking Hoovy for slipping the other week.
1: But when Hoovy comes down, he like kind of looks at the ramp, like I'm not, you're not getting me this week, not ramp today.
0: <laughs> so, in retaliation, Hoovy mocks Pepe.
1: Which I would like to do an in memoriam of Pepe real quick. While I was skimming through old nitros, trying to find like I had to verify the um, the themes, and. I don't know what stroke of luck found me, but when I was looking, I think I was like, I was looking for Norman Smiley. I stopped Peacock at the perfect moment of Chavo at the top of the ramp, arms outstretched with Pepe in one hand. And he's just so happy and living his best life. I'm like, oh, it's Pepe. I wanted to call you in, but I was like, this will be a spoiler. (laughs) Oh, I miss Pepe.
0: So Hoovy goes for a 10 punch spot, but Chavo drops him throat first onto the ropes.
1: Throat first.
0: Hoovy then hits a missile dropkick and signals for the Hoovy driver, and Chavo counters and just bails to the outside. I think both of us thought, like, oh, this could be a quick match, okay.
1: I mean, it was just weird how quick he called for his finisher.
0: Hoovy misses a baseball slide, and Chavo gains control. Chavo then locks in the gory special and then drops Hoovy face-first onto the mat. Chavo goes for a flying nothing into Hoovy's feet, and I'm like, you're a cruiserweight, you should have moves.
1: Yeah, exactly. This was a disappointment for a cruiserweight match.
0: They trade power bomb attempts, and I really thought Hoovy was gonna do Billy Kidman's thing again.
1: No, Hoovy cannot jab at Pepe and steal Billy Kidman's spot in the same match. Absolutely not. Will not have it.
0: So on Hoovy's attempt, Chavo counters it into a real sloppy Hurricane rana and it just gets messy for about a minute and a half there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, ooh, this just slow it back down, guys. Take a breather.
1: Yeah, reconnect, regroup.
0: Hoovy catches Chavo vaulting in the corner and hits a Hoovy driver. He signals for the 450 splash, but gets crotched up on the ropes. Hoovy then kicks out of a gourd buster, which causes Team Madness to come out and ruin the match.
1: Exactly.
0: Same thing as, I guess, I think it was last week or the week before.
1: Yep, we're getting back into, ah, who needs a cruiserweight match? Let's just interfere. Getting back into that groove.
0: So they beat down the cruiserweights, and they call for the mic. Also, Sid is wearing the world title during this whole segment. Is he? Yeah.
1: I missed that he was wearing it. Yeah. I knew that the, the group had it. I didn't know that he was wearing it.
0: Yeah, because Nash also mentions it when he becomes part of the segment. This is just a complicated mess, which is a phrase I think you'll hear me say a lot during this episode. Yeah. So Sid shouts. Excellent. And he, <laughs> he does shout that suffering builds character.
1: He He says suffering builds character and you have a lot of character to build.
0: He also, he also says that Nash is messing with this mind's man, this man's mind. I'm. Excuse me. It was like it, was it like, would have been fine
1: if you didn't correct yourself, man.
0: Oh yeah, he just like
1: the fact that he said excuse me was or like, like
0: pardon me or something. It was just like fine. oh,
1: you're ruining it.
0: So Kevin Nash then appears on like the television screens in the arena. Because You can actually see him like up in the rafters, mm. but it doesn't actually cut to him on like. Our screens and for the, a little while.
1: And the audio in the arena doesn't seem to pop in.
0: Yeah. And, and Nash is talking and Savage is just screaming at, the, at the, the camera going,
1: where's George? Where is she? Where's George? Give me George. I'm like, okay.
0: Nash offers Sid versus Nash for the title. And there's some awkward back and forth. And Nash is like, yeah, George is getting dressed. And she shows up in, I guess it's a Kevin Nash top. It's just sitting on her chest weird. It just looked like it was weirdly cut.
1: I think it was a men's shirt that was kind of, that was just like straight cut instead of like cutting it to adhere to the body. And she has large boobs, so she was probably also wearing a push up bra. I mean, girls don't wear normal bras in WCW apparently, so she was probably already hiking them up with a shirt that doesn't really adhere to her body.
0: Yeah, it just looked like it was creating a weird optical illusion. Yeah, but. I don't really know what the hell is going on with the rest of this segment. Uh, that's a match for later. And I, I guess it's implied that George has been sleeping with Kevin Nash.
1: Yeah, because he said something like, oh, George, she's she's changing. Yeah. I'm like, okay. She can just be changing into like ring gear or something. It doesn't have to be like she's naked. I think now. what he
0: said is she's getting dressed.
1: Okay, but is, that could also be construed yeah. as like she's getting dressed to do something else. Like, uh, yeah. She could be getting out of her gym jams and into her regular people clothes. Like, I'm getting dressed.
0: So that'll be our main event for tonight. Which is, I love Sid. I was not looking forward to that.
1: Really? You weren't? No. I was so excited for you. Oh.
0: I think I can explain why I wasn't excited for that in a uh, preview of what's to come. I did do a bump count for that match. Oh. It's not high.
1: Well, yeah, no. Interesting. I'm interested to know the number.
0: Without spoiling the number... Randy Savage will come in to interfere and will take more bumps than both men combined. So we'll see all of them later. Actually, that's not true, not all of them, because we won't see the cruiserweights later. That's just undone. done.
1: they're done. That's all the cruiserweight we get tonight. Hope you enjoyed it.
0: Next up, we get a mean Gene interview with Ric Flair and David Flair. We get David coming out looking like a jackass.
1: David, when he came down the ramp for this segment, this mean Gene interview, I have never wanted to punch somebody in the face more than I did that moment. Yeah, yeah, he looked so punchable, and I really wanted to take the opportunity.
0: So what? What a roller coaster of emotion this must have been, because we we go from that, and Emily, it's back, it's back. Oh, mean! Woo! By God, Gene! We get a mean woo! By God, Gene!
1: I was so happy, but so sad, but so happy. It really was a roller coaster. We haven't gotten a Mean Mubai Gajin in so long.
0: I think like the last one we got might have been Hogan's.
1: I don't know. I, can't, it's I, can't, been I a cannot while. think of one. It's been months.
0: So Flair says he's going to make something happen. Okay. Cool. You're the president. You should do that. He then says that Big Papa Pump doesn't have time to be here. So he strips Steiner of the U.S. title and just gives it to David Flair.
1: Yeah, what?
0: <laughs> His excuse is basically... David won by DQ last week, so that's why he gets to be U.S. champion.
1: No. That's not how that works. Also, why are we just stripping Scott Steiner of this? I understand that he's injured, but, like, this just seemed very abrupt.
0: In wrestling, you're supposed to defend the title once every 30 days.
1: Okay, then say that stipulation. Don't just be like, ah, he doesn't have time to be here, so fuck him. Like, yeah, it felt really abrupt and more of like a power move than like a play by the rules move
0: yeah it definitely kind of rode that line it didn't help it they were trying to make scott steiner seem real cool with like oh he's just you know he's out there banging whores
1: no he busted his knee right i
0: (laughs) i can't keep track of everybody's injuries in wcw it's (laughs) everyone's hurt
1: somebody somebody's joint is out of whack i don't know
0: So yeah, David is now the U.S. champion.
1: I do love that me and Gene pointed out the blatant nepotism.
0: (laughs) Upon being given the title, David goes to give Rick a handshake, and Rick just misses it and turns around. (gasps) It was so sad.
1: Sometimes I feel bad for David Flair. Most of the time I don't, though.
0: So Charles Robinson then brings out the belt and also brings out like 10 women?
1: This is essentially the ho train.
0: Yeah. Rick then tells the women to have at it with David. And then Rick goes, nah, you know, never mind. I want to get on to this as well. And I'm like, that's just uncomfortable. And he makes a
1: comment about like, me and Dave, you and me, Dave. We're going to go with these ladies. I'm like, oh, I'm having sex with my dad in the room. That's weird.
0: (laughs) To be fair, the way I kind of picture that going down is David just gets locked out of the room.
1: Yeah. He's going to get like, oh, go get us some ice, Dave. And then, yeah, just lock the door.
0: So Buff Bagwell comes out to interrupt. They are in Buff's hometown, and he gets a pretty good response, but yes. not like a nuclear pop or anything.
1: Speaking of a nuclear pop, why were there balloons? Why did balloons drop?
0: Why did they drop during Buff's entrance? Yeah. Because commentary was kind of saying that it's like, oh, it's, you know, they had it arranged for, you know, David being given the belt. But Which they I dropped him that so late. That yeah. It, it's like, oh.
1: Either they missed a cue or they hit a cue too early. But they thinking, were just random balloons.
0: Emily, can you uh, talk us through Buff's attire? Mainly his shirt.
1: Okay, so Buff is wearing a shirt that... Do you remember that one wrestler that I say has gas station t-shirts? Mikey Whiprack. Mikey Whiprack. Buff Bagwell.
0: Hold on, I, I just realized that'd be a fun game. You have to badly describe a wrestler in the way that you do, and I have to guess who you're talking about. <laughs> That's
1: a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Buff Bagwell saw Mikey Whipwreck's wardrobe and was like, what if that dragon on top of a castle was me? So there is a, like, airbrushed painting of of Buff Bagwell on the back of his own shirt where he is, like, spitting lightning and, like, floating in the clouds.
0: It's strange. It's
1: bizarre.
0: Buff then says he's out here for, like, the triple Ds. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's dumb, dumber, and dumbest. <laughs>
1: You thought he was talking about boobs.
0: (laughs) For those keeping score at home, dumb was Charles Robinson, dumber was David Flair, and dumbest was Ric Flair. Buff then challenges David to a U.S. title match, and after some sloppy back and forth, Rick makes the match. Buff then says, play my music, because I dance so much better when it plays, and they don't play
1: play his music. It's really awkward. He just walks away to silence.
0: And then just a little bit more banter. And I just wrote, what is this Nitro?
1: This Nitro doesn't know what it is. But again, not hating it yet. It's chaotic. And you know, I love a chaotic episode.
0: We go from that to a Kevin Nash hype package. And then um, somebody we haven't seen in like three months. Vampiro versus Rick Steiner for the TV title.
1: This was such a squash match. Why
0: is Vampiro getting a TV title shot? Good question.
1: He has really stringy hair, though. I don't know what look he's going for. It's like almost like he's trying to dread his hair, but it's not good. Not a good look for him.
0: I think it's when Rick Steiner's coming out, they note, yeah, I guess whoever wins this will face Van Hammer at the pay-per-view. They call Van Hammer like a young up-and-comer. I looked, Van Hammer is 39 at this point.
1: I mean, you can be an up-and-comer and and be 39. Like, that's fine, but you're not young.
0: Rick then grabs a mic, doesn't say much of anything, does his if-you-don't-like-me-bite-me kind of thing. Uh, He works over Vampiro, hits a Steiner Bulldog, and then locks in a weird submission hold. Like, both of us kind of couldn't find the pressure point on it.
1: Yeah, because he he did the Steiner Bulldog, like you said, and then he, like, grabs his arm from behind, but nothing else on him, and, like, pulls his arm. But not in, like, a weird direction or at a weird angle. Yeah,
0: and I guess we should also note, it's like, it's it's also, we can't find the pressure point, and it's not aesthetically pleasing to make up for it.
1: No, that's true.
0: So it's like, okay.
1: What's the point of this?
0: <laughs> Rick wins after uh, Vampiro taps out.
1: I was right. It was a squash match.
0: Yeah. Vampiro had a really, like, nice match. I want to say it was against, like, Hoovy or something. And it just just vanished and he's back and i know he'll stick around but yeah this was just weird i thought this was going to be a you know decently length match and it's like nope
1: oh no this was like what a minute and a half maybe
0: maybe longer but it it might as well have been. it was real quick so yeah you you looking forward to rick steiner versus van hammer
1: no (laughs) sorry no i was
0: actually a little surprised you didn't give me rick steiner's theme as part of uh the quiz
1: well, I wanted to do Scots, and then I just when I couldn't get Scots, I just got really frustrated, and I was like, "Fuck it, cruiserweights."
0: Well, I think the fact that I've given Rick Snyder's theme a nickname probably does, you know? G- g- yeah, gives it would be a too much of to a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, God. Next up, we go backstage with, with
1: our favorite gays. Uh, we what, love them. What are you talking about? We they're stand. not. They're not gay. Oh, you're right. I'm they're sorry. totally not gay. We oh. didn't. They, they're, they're not. Uh, there was a closet, though.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so Lenny and Lodi come into the room, and Lodi gives Lenny matching trunks to him. oh And they keep doing the like, WCW's not going to care when they find out. It, it, it's fine. <laughs>
1: they said WCW is open minded. Like, no, they're not.
0: So they walk off, and then you see where uh, where they walked out of, and it was the closet. Emily, do you get it? <laughs>
1: Now explain it to me. No. <laughs> they were saying things like, oh, you know me so well. I know every inch of you. And like, oh, you, you can read me like a book. I can read you page for page. It's so weird. Especially because we know that they're not going to be gay in yeah. storyline.
0: It's just, it, it's the, the the false raunchiness of it. And just the lazy writing that I'm like, you know what? If you're going to be lazy, just be, be direct. All right, any further guesses on on what it is going to be? Because last week, I guess it's going to be that they're like Canadian or something. We're
1: Canadian. We're a tag team. Because they haven't actually wrestled as a tag team yet. Um, if there was a weird one that was like, we're related. Like, they wouldn't be the only ones in WCW that are. (sighs) There's a couple of dumb things that it could be.
0: I was going to say, I don't know whether I would actually give this story kudos if they actually did say they were gay or not because they if, don't
1: deserve kudos
0: yeah if they are gay then it, it was just like okay so they're just the, the, that's it
1: so this came out cool congratulations
0: yeah
1: yeah that wouldn't make sense for WCW being who they are Kevin Nash thinks it's hilarious
0: so let's just okay well, we've
1: given that too much time I was
0: gonna say and Jesus we have to move on to this uh, how do you, how do we get how do you go from that to this what the fuck
1: how they transition like this because this seems so unfair to bret hart
0: yeah so next up tony throws to a bret hart video package which not not to sound i guess mean or callous but it it feels like a tribute package to him
1: it really does it feels like he is the one that passed
0: yeah it, it's it's the like, it's very downtrodden, and it, it does make it sound like Brett might retire. Yeah. And this prompts uh, Bret Hart to come out to the ring in just regular street clothes.
1: I mean, did you really expect him to have a match?
0: No, no. I mean, one, they didn't really advertise him, but two, they they were just saying, like, it's going to be Brett. Yeah. I think the fact that I kind of knew about this just because of the book we read, my expectations were a little bit different than you know maybe the audiences yeah but yeah this is just a strange segment of it does not feel like Bret Hart was ready to be out here in my opinion it really
1: doesn't I think he wanted to be ready I will give him that credit I think that like I understand I okay so what happens is Bret comes out to the ring and he talks about his brother and he gives like his you know his few words and like talks about how much wrestling has meant to his family and eventually in this he talks about how he's not sure what his path is in wrestling moving forward which is absolutely fair.
0: Yeah. He 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 also does note that he was told like I apparently I have all the time I need. Yeah. Uh, yeah, A couple notes here. He, he says
1: he has all the time he needs to talk and all the time he needs to come back.
0: It, he thanks wrestling fans all over the world for their sympathy. He talks about Owen and how loved he was if you knew him and Calls Owen his closest brother, and I'm just like, oh God, Brett. Mm. Yeah, he he notes that he thought he'd be ready to talk by now. He's like, eh, I'm not entirely sure, and I'm like, it it kind of it feels like you're not. Yeah, it shows. It's like, yeah.
1: so I understand why Brett wanted to do this in front of a live crowd because that's what he does. That's what he knows. He knows wrestling crowds, Bish and that's where he asks feels him comfortable. To come
0: back and do this for what it's worth.
1: I believe that, but I also believe that like the Hart Foundation, the Hart family. Thrive in front of a crowd. So maybe that's where he felt comfortable. That's where he felt like he belonged when having these conversations in front of a camera crew backstage might have felt wrong. However, I think it does take away from the like the severity of the situation when you have people like hooting and hollering every time you see like every time Brett like looks down, you have a crowd going, woo. or there was one fucker in the audience when Brett was like kind of taking a moment to gather himself and some guy in the audience goes, Hurry up.
0: Oh, I didn't hear Man, that. You
1: piece of shit. Get absolutely fucked. Anyway, it just, it felt wrong. But yeah. I mean, I also, he was, he's a wrestler. Like, Owen was a wrestler. His whole family are wrestlers. They belong in the ring. So this also makes a lot of sense why he would do it in the ring. To me, it just feels wrong. But I'm not a wrestler.
0: Yeah, he, he notes that he's like, I'm not sure what's left for me in wrestling at this point. Yeah. And he talks about the idea of retirement. He, like, references... John Elway and Wayne Gretzky and it's like yeah they seem real happy now and I noted I'm like it's kind of hard to tell what's a shoot what's a work here and it's because that this is basically a work shoot in the sense of these are all very much Brett's feelings but WWE does want to kind of like hype up like oh we don't know if he's gonna come back because they if he does come back they kind of want
1: they want the hype yeah but they also don't want to be that dick company that's like, you can't retire.
0: Yeah, because the, apparently there are still plans for him later in the year if he's ready to come back and do it. Sure. They're like, yeah, we want you to feel like Hogan. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that happens or not.
1: It's just a strange feeling. I It got me. I thought this was all a shoot. I really, I took him at his word. It came off very earnest. Like, I yeah. thought that he was truly like, I don't know if I'm going to retire. I might. I like. I took that at face value of, I want to talk to the fans face-to-face and give you my transparent feelings.
0: Yeah, he, he takes some time. He's like, you know, just in case, I don't get another chance. I want to thank all the fans. And I want to thank all the wrestlers. Hope I wasn't too stiff.
1: Yeah, see, that's what got me. When he starts to get, like, words like that that are very much business words, that's when I'm like, yeah. oh, he's being for real.
0: And he just ends it with, uh, that's about it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And he leaves and it's just like it's just straight it's just straight not a bad segment just
1: it was strange i think that it was wcw's way of like encouraging brett to show his face in the public again yeah this is a safe way for him to come back to the public eye granted way too soon this was only a few weeks ago
0: yeah i mean a little over a month but yeah not
1: long not, not long, long enough yeah
0: so i imagine we will not see brett hart for couple more months i know he comes back during this year but
1: honestly i hope not 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 in a mean way i hope we don't see brett for a while
0: but i am pretty sure he comes back as a face can you imagine if they <laughs> brought him back and turned him heel which oh god <gasps> I, wait i think oh god i think they, or i think he i think he yeah. turns heel but i think he comes back as a face at least at first
1: oh my god Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one to move on from. and um,
1: Yeah, so on either side of this segment are really weird segments that should not have been the flow in or the flow out from this.
0: Yeah, because they go from this to backstage, Eddie goes to WCW security, and it's like, oh, my wallet got stolen. I need you to round up all the masked wrestlers.
1: Yeah, that's kind of it. He's like, yeah, my wallet, my all the money out of my wallet's going to need my money, man. It's, it's a masked wrestler. How do you know that it was a masked wrestler? Did you see the man that stole your wallet? You didn't say anything to the man? And now you're like, yeah, what?
0: I, it's very flimsy logic here. So we'll get more of that later. Let's next go to the only match that was hyped up last week for this week's Nitro. It is The Cat with Sonny Ono versus Jerry Flynn with Jimmy Hart.
1: Isn't it sad that this was the only hyped match? And it's not even a wrestling match.
0: Yeah, it's a kickboxing. It's a
1: boxing match. It's a
0: kickboxing match, which they don't do a great job on explaining the rules of.
1: Well, no, they just assume you know the rules of boxing.
0: But this is kickboxing.
1: Is there a difference? I don't. Yes, you I can
0: kick. Don't. Can you not kick in boxing? No. No. It's boxing. I thought boxing you could kick. No, you very much can. It's only your
1: hands. Oh, well, that seems like a waste. I got these perfectly good legs. Why couldn't I kick you?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, we should move on. I think, I, think, I think the segment's peaked. So Jerry Flynn comes out wearing his boxing gloves already. They look very big on him, and I don't know why.
1: I think it's because he didn't put them on in the ring. Because, like, I mean, the cat put his on in the ring, and they also looked pretty big. I think it's just because he walked down like a normal person with, his, with the gloves on. He looked like a, I don't know, Spongebob.
0: Yeah, so... Th- I wrote, this is going to be bad, isn't it? (laughs) I had higher hopes. They have... So they they do, I think it's two or three minute rounds. But uh, however long it is, the crowd turns on this 90 seconds into the match.
1: Yeah, the boos are strong. Right, like, real quick. Yeah,
0: they give it 90 seconds, and then it's like, nope, we're nah, done. Nah, this ain't it, man. They actually do have enough snug shots early on that I'm like, okay, like, how thick are you actually laying this in? And, they, and then the kick start, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. where...
1: That's kind of what my hope was. Like, both of these guys do have, like, a martial arts background, so I was hoping that it'd be, like, a valid, you know, a real match. Like, a real kickboxing match. More like MMA type, but... You know.
0: Yeah, I th- I think the most damning thing I, I can say about this is it f- it feels like brawl for all, but doesn't even have the intrigue of it's a shoot.
1: Brawl for all is still so fascinating to me.
0: During the second round, the cat gets Jerry Flynn down to one knee, and then like it g- gets a gets a good shot on him, you know, with his fist, and it's like nope, that's DQ.
1: Doesn't Jerry slip at some point, do?
0: Uh, maybe a little bit on one of the kicks. I don't know, but I was like, oh, that's a DQ? Oh, okay. So the cat gets DQ'd, and th- the commentary doesn't really describe why it is. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was going to be when it happened. I was like, it actually was a nice hit on him, and I'm like, oh, shit, you're going to win my knockout there. Like, oh, nope, never mind, DQ.
1: I don't think these are the kinds of matches that you win by knockout.
0: Yeah, maybe I just know more about boxing than kickboxing. I don't really know, but um, know. they then brawl and roll around on the ground, and then it this was shit and it ends awkwardly
1: i didn't think it was shit i like having something that's different to like kind of break up the show and i didn't hate this as much as like other random weird matches have like
0: i mean to hear if you had somebody come and bomb doing stand-up for 10 minutes it's something different doesn't mean it's good
1: no i'm thinking of butterball
0: Butterbean, you mean?
1: Butterbean, yeah. When he comes in and like in WWF, like the
0: one time we saw him, he doesn't yeah, come in again for what it's. That's it's different. Just the
1: one- it breaks it up, but it's fucking bad. <laughs> that's
0: well, ironically, that's, that's that, what I'm that, likening that, 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 it to. That's the yeah, I mean, that's the end of Brawl for All. But is that Brawl for All? That well, that's like a bonus Brawl for All because they had the person he kills in that is Bart Gunn, who won Brawl for All. And it's like okay, uh, here we go.
1: But no, that's what I liken it to because it's a boxing match in the middle of a wrestling match. So, like, it should be different and fun. But, like, yeah, Butterbean's but, not fun to watch.
0: But that was a shoot.
1: Okay, well, I didn't know that when I was watching it. Yeah.
0: yeah, which doesn't help because how do you tell the audience that this is a shoot and everything else is fake? Right. Which is also the issue of broth So, I guess this feud continues and they don't mention that it will be on the pay-per-view, but I guess it will be? I don't know.
1: Wait, this boxing match is gonna be on the pay per view?
0: Well, I assume it'd be like a regular match.
1: I kind of assumed this was dead in the water. I thought this was it.
0: I mean, when you have a, a weird ending like that, it just seems weird to end a mini feud on that. So,
1: well, it also ended with all of the audience booing. Well,
0: since when has so, that stopped anybody in wrestling? I
1: don't know. I don't think it's enough of a, a. I don't think it's enough of a draw to be like, yeah, this is gonna be a pay per view match. Yeah. I, st- I don't think this is gonna turn into anything.
0: The only reason I disagree is because there's like not enough advertised for the pay-per-view. We
1: they, get a couple more things. They
0: might just need to kill time. We'll see. But um, let's move on to our next match. It is Lodi with Lenny versus Van Hammer.
1: Did you know that these two only have one YouTube video with their joint theme song? And it is somebody recording their television.
0: So v- match starts. Van Hammer beats down Lodi. And I literally asked... Are they trying to lose the crowd?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they haven't gotten like I think when we started this match, you were like, "Oh, I'm sure this will bring him back," because that my last match clearly lost them.
0: Yeah, so this l-
1: isn't gonna get him back.
0: Let's just do a little recap, on you know the live crowd, what they've gotten, they've gotten you know the Nitro Girls opening kind of pyro, woo titties. Then they had a match that abruptly ended, and then had an awkward back and forth promo with somebody who was backstage. Then they had David Flair being awarded the U.S. title, and I guess they got buff, so that's something. Yeah. Um, Squash match. Yeah. Depressing Bret Hart segment. (laughs) Bad kickboxing match. (laughs) And then squash match.
1: Listen, I imagine the concession stands' sales are through the roof. Beer sales? Couldn't have been higher.
0: We do get a nice Brett's Rope Beal from Van Hammer. Do oh, you actually have notes on this match? Yeah, they try to do a spot where Lenny pulls down the ropes when Van Hammer runs into them, but they screw up the timing and it looks real bad. Mm-hmm. Lodi gets the advantage and actually hits a Hurricane Rana, and he tries for it again, but then he gets dropped face first on the top rope. We then get a stalling Superplex to Lenny with the ref distracted, Cobra Clutch Slam to Lodi, and Van Hammer wins.
1: So this was essentially a handicap match because Lenny was in this match a lot. Yeah. I did get really annoyed in this match with the DQ thing. Oh. <sighs> so there's a point in this match. I don't even remember what moves are happening, whatever. But Lenny is thrown into the ring. He's kind of like unconscious on his back. Like, I think it was
0: after the superplex.
1: Maybe. He's just laying on his back very openly in the middle of the ring. The ref, Nick Patrick, is on the rope, stares at Lenny, and is just like, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I think at a certain point, I chucked that up to Nick Patrick knows, like, okay, this match is about to be over. Yeah. Just, just look. If I if I make it a DQ, we might have to do this match again. Just, just pin him, okay?
1: But like, I also know that you've told me there is a rule that's like, if the ref does not see physical interference, like if the ref does not see someone get getting into the ring and hitting the opponent, then it is not a DQ. You've told me that before. Yeah, and vice versa, if the if the uh, opposer does not hit the interferer i don't know then it's not a dq but when he's unconscious in the middle of the ring you've got to do if he's unconscious then he got hit and then it's a dq there has to be an if then there
0: but again van hammer can technically hit lenny and not cause a dq i thought he
1: could i thought if if anybody interfered or like touched the guy that interfered Then it was a
0: DQ. It's if the interfering person hits one of the competitors. The competitors can hit the other person without it being a DQ. You see that a lot with like knocking people off the apron and then the other person hits their finisher.
1: But I don't think of that as interference.
0: Well, they were coming down interfering. They just stopped the interfering. I mean,
1: yeah, they didn't get into the ring.
0: Yeah, but you're physically, they're on the apron. They're not
1: in the ring ropes though. So I think that that's like the fine line. If you could hit them off the apron. But they're not interfering because they are not in the ring.
0: You are picking a very arbitrary. Difference. I know,
1: but this is, I just so need to like figure it, out the so rules. If, so if I hit, I six, thought they were rules, Nick. <laughs>
0: so if I hit six power bombs in the outside, that's fine because it wasn't in the ring.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not in the ring. If it is a if the person interfere so I, if it is a pinfall in ring match, if you have to get the pin in the ring and it's not a no DQ match or whatever. If you're interfering and someone hits you on the outside, that's on the outside. It's not interference to me. I I don't know.
0: That that's not how wrestling works. No. I
1: I've seen it work like that. So like,
0: yeah.
1: but then the the excuse always, oh, the ref is distracted. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll put a bow on it with this. Most of the time, if you know, a lot of times, like if there's a manager and it's like, oh, this person got pulled to the outside and all of a sudden they're laid out or someone is like you know left laying in the ring who shouldn't be in there yeah a lot of times when they come to or when the referee notices this that person will be ejected from ringside it's like look i didn't actually see anything but i'm pretty sure you're up to something so why don't you get the fuck out of here
1: ejected from ringside does not happen as often as i feel like it
0: should i agree with you there Hmm. let's move on backstage WWE security guards gather all the masked wrestlers and so, we're yep, yeah, that storyline's progressing. We'll uh, finish that up later.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a weird, like, segmented, sta- segmented segment. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. It's really broken up.
0: Then get a Mean Gene interview with Roddy Piper in the ring, and Piper takes forever to come out. I was, like, expecting oh a God, swerve.
1: Yeah. He just, like, let his entire theme play.
0: Piper gets fired up and says he doesn't take money for throwing fights. He gets money for throwing punches.
1: So I loved how he started this segment because Roddy Piper comes down without the hierarchy and introduces himself, like what he's about, what he's, what he stands for. Like, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but his introduction. It's like, in
0: case you're new to the show, here's who I am. Yeah.
1: And I love that. That kind of brings a little bit more magic to like, I am a character and this is my character. It brings it back to what he was originally. I oh, don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. It, it really like separated him from Ric Flair. And I need him to be separated from Ric Flair right now.
0: Yeah. He also does have the ability to, even when he screws up in a promo, it's like he can make it flow into something. Cause oh, he, yeah. he actually says crap is rap and he's like, and rap oh, is yeah. crap. And it's like, he's just riffing. It feels like where That's it's like, okay,
1: great, he's great, but you don't get this greatness when he's with Ric Flair. And you know why? Rick Flair needs to get the last word every goddamn time he speaks, think, so he talks over Roddy Piper. And I it's think annoying they're both trying
0: to one up each other. I think is also that what it is.
1: That that is also true.
0: So Piper calls out Sting to answer some questions, and he's like, "All right, are you fucking with Team Madness or what?"
1: He's like, "I don't know, Sting. I don't know him from Adam." So oh, I love it. I love him so much. This is such a good segment.
0: So Sting comes out, except it's very clearly not saying. You were saying it was a woman
1: it looked like a woman honestly it looked like rosie o'donnell
0: so yeah somebody comes out wearing a sting mask a wig and a sting t-shirt and a trench coat and it's the commentary even notes that's like yeah it's definitely not sting yeah, it's that's like not sting. <laughs> it's like oh it's like sting lost about 6 inches of height there yeah so piper asks sting questions and sting just like shakes his head no does and not speak then piper tells him to unmask which should also be the clue that it's not sting because
1: that's sting I pointed does that not, out sting doesn't wear a mask sting paints his face
0: which is not the first time we've noted noted this on the podcast for, for anybody who remembers I this like, triggered a memory of they were advertising a VHS tape of sting unmasked and I'm like it
1: mm. I don't remember this at all. It's one of the
0: early episodes of the podcast. When
1: I didn't know who Sting was and you were making references that went entirely over my head and I had to pretend that I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> so Piper then attacks him and unmasks him and we don't see the person's we face. We don't get
1: to see the face. We have no idea who this was, like at all. We don't even know if it's like a man or a woman. It's a man, but like we don't know. It's, that's the most frustrating part of the segment to me. Like I loved this segment. I thought it was fantastic, but I wish I got a reveal.
0: Piper then calls out Buff Bagwell and challenges him to a match at the pay per view in a boxing match.
1: Why are we boxing?
0: To which this literally relates to about 12 different things. Did you learn nothing?
1: Were you watching what just happened like a minute ago? Hey,
0: Icarus, can I borrow those wings? I'm trying to fly close to the sun.
1: <laughs> Why are we boxing? By like, the, way, by the who, way, what's this new. Interest in boxing.
0: This isn't even noting the several boxing matches that Roddy Piper has done on pay per view, all of which are pretty much terrible.
1: Why are we here? Why are we doing this?
0: So, this match is suddenly made, and all of a sudden, J.J. Dillon comes out with some random old man.
1: Glasses and all.
0: He's Judge Mills Lane. I'm like, man, they had him ready.
1: I totally botched his name in my notes. Mills Lane is his name?
0: That's what I heard. What did you hear?
1: (laughs) Billsley. Billsley, I heard.
0: I'm also checking because he seems to be somebody. I think he's
1: like a TV judge.
0: I think he's a TV judge, and also he was a former professional boxer and boxing referee. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. So I think they got him, and then they're like, okay, cool, boxing match.
1: You were right. Judge Mills Lane. Wow. Where did it, I get Billsley?
0: I don't know. Because it like they only know. say it once, I th- want to say.
1: And we were going and through it pretty quick.
0: So, so, yeah, he's a seasoned boxing judge, and... Is he going to be a judge or the ref or mm.
1: you're asking so many questions that I don't even think they have the answer. But also to.
0: like Roddy Piper announced this match 45 seconds before JJ Dillon came out with him and is like, good news. We got him. <laughs> it's
1: like, Was he just like hanging out backstage? Like, oh yeah, this, this thing just got announced. Shit. man, Mills, let's go. I actually, got a gig for you they, right now.
0: They actually fly him in every week. They just had never had a use for him.
1: Aww. He's just like friend of the show.
0: So, I just wrote in all caps, what is happening again? <laughs> so, you overall enjoyed this segment, you're saying. I
1: really did. I loved it. I loved the chaos of it. I didn't know where it was going to go next, and I loved it.
0: <laughs> so the chaos is just, it's too much chaos. No, I love it's it. It's too much chaos.
1: Never too much chaos.
0: Oh, God. After that, we get our next match. It's Fit Finley and William Regal with Dave Taylor versus Ray and Conan with the No Limit Soldiers. Hell yeah. Finley and Regal come out to... I You know I just realized? I called him and I wrote William Regal. It's Steve Regal.
1: It is Steve Regal. Fuck, you're right.
0: They come out to Finley's theme and Ray and Conan come out to a theme. And I thought, is this a new theme? I don't know anymore.
1: It's not. So here's the thing. When I was going through all of the themes... I clicked about seven different Conan themes, and they're all the same fucking song, Nick. Okay. It's all the same song. It's the same theme.
0: I also wrote, oh, yeah, Ray is cruiserweight champion, because it comes out wearing the belt. Oh, yeah. We get the Spanglish promo, including mentions of strawberries and for life. It's like, you're not feuding with them anymore, man.
1: But he also says something about the No Limit Soldier, so he is adding new material.
0: Ray grabs the mic and gives a shout-out to his boy, Dominic.
1: Which, isn't that a breach of contract? Shut <laughs> the you can't shout out WWE stars on WCW.
0: Put that boy on a pole right now.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not even his boy. That's Eddie oh, Guerrero's
0: yeah. boy. <laughs> he does end the promo with a hootie hoo.
1: Hootie hoo! like, who! His hootie who's just get a little more desperate every week, too. I love it.
0: So the match starts and the heels work over Ray with big power moves and double team submissions that look pretty sore. They like, really do. Um, Regal like winds up to flex the guns And I'm like oh you treasure
1: Regal is an absolute gem of a man And I don't think we ever fully appreciated How wonderful he is
0: Conan tags in, cleans house Get a Bronco Buster from Ray, And then the West Texas Rednecks come in And it's DQ So the West Texas Rednecks And the Heels beat down the No Limit Soldiers And uh, that's just it It The segment just kind of like ends abruptly Like oh okay
1: yeah, just in case you had hoped that the rap is craps would not be part of this episode. No, they're here.
0: I don't think I've asked thoughts on the match or thoughts on the segment for any of these.
1: You have not, because I don't think... I think I've told you my thoughts on everything. Oh, I think it's not I'm even doing worth, it unprompted.
0: It's not even worth the thoughts, because yeah. it's just... Yeah, but if I have thoughts, I tell them.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be prompted
0: always. Again, are they trying to kill this crowd?
1: They really... They're doing a great
0: job. Well, if they're not dead yet, we get David Flair's match up next... David Flair with Ric Flair, Asia, and Arn versus Buff Bagwell for the U.S. title. I was convinced they were going to put the title on Buff here. I thought it would have been Really? I was telling you, I'm like... No. It it would have made a lot of sense for them to put the title on Buff here.
1: It would have made sense. But that would have meant putting over Buff over David. No, they're not going to do that. Coming down to the ring, though, David looked like a pouty rich five-year-old that was entered into a beauty pageant against his will but like kind of liked the attention that he was getting
0: well he's also wearing rick's robe it's, yeah it's it's the ho-o robe
1: yeah it's the ho-o robe but he has that look on his face it's like i don't want to be here but like keep telling me that i'm pretty as much very as, toddlers and tiaras
0: as much as i thought buff was gonna win i did write i've never rooted for a non-finish so much before <laughs>
1: You wanted this to be a non-finish? My God.
0: I didn't want either of these men to actually win.
1: We already had, what, three non-finishes in well, this episode? Well, I
0: wrote it. I'm like who am I? who do I root for? Like, me personally, because I'm like, I don't want to root for Buff. I don't want to root for fucking David Flair.
1: Like, haven't you given your MVP to Buff at this point? No. No? Never? Never. I thought you had. No. I thought you, like, turned the tables on us.
0: No. There may come a day. It's not this day.
1: I've given mine to
0: Buff before. I I think I'm more likely to give it to Judy Bagwell whenever she gets in that forklift rather than Buff.
1: Do you think she took the same certification class that you did?
0: She wouldn't have had to because she was not driving it. She was just perched upon it. (laughs) Fair. I know you you haven't seen it, but that is what...
1: I keep asking questions thinking I'm going to get more clues, and I just have more questions.
0: Match starts. Buff laughs at David and then flexes. Buff beats down David and taunts Rick. David hits a low blow, but Charles Robinson's the ref, and I'm like, okay, well. I literally had to yeah. ask him like who is okay it's him. Yeah,
1: you'd be like, Oh, that's a DQ, and I'm like, Nick, look at the ref.
0: We like very shortly thereafter get a blockbuster to David, but Robinson's shoulder suddenly locks up after a two count. Which I know so you can't count the pin.
1: I loved that cell too. One, two, ah I tweaked something there. Ah, I can't do
0: it. So Buff then goes for a figure four, but Rick and Arn then come interfere, and in a weird spot, when Rick goes to grab Buff, Buff gets Rick in like a inside cradle pin position. It's like you know that's not like a move to knock someone out, right? <laughs> that's not a move. Period. No, like it, it's a it's a it's a move or it's I don't know how to describe it. It is a wrestling move, but it, it's not like a slam or anything. It's it, not going to knock him out. It's not a damaging move. It is a status condition. You like, ah. it, It's 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 like when you don't know how to how a battle in your first Pokemon battle and like I'm using Growl why isn't it doing damage? It's just lowering It's just
1: lowering his defense stat. No,
0: lowering his attack stat. Ah, sorry. Leer lowers the defense stats. Leer.
1: Nick's playing the new Pokemon game. Pretty good so far. I haven't gotten to play it because he only bought one copy this time instead of two.
0: You also got home later and then took an hour to do the theme song game.
1: Not my fault. It took longer to close today.
0: So the match is still going because Dean Malenko comes out to help and he slams. I forget if it's him or Buff who scoop slams Asia and her legs get slammed like onto David Flair. Like, I
1: can't remember who it is either, but that just oh, it's looks buff. so sore. It is
0: buff because Roddy Piper then comes in and knocks out Buff with like the brass knucks thing, and David Flair crawls over and gets the win. Yes. And I'm just like wrestling isn't that hard. Why are we complicating this so much? Wrestling
1: booking, res- no,
0: booking wrestling is not that hard.
1: You're right. You do it pretty well on a fairly weekly basis. Like not in a professional sense, but like when we're watching, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna happen," or like, "This should happen against this person," and then it does. Like you're not getting paid to book, but you're doing it better than the people that are.
0: Ugh. Like, I know I know you're the one in the armchair, but I feel like I really should be. So let's go to the Nitro girls. Uh, let me go. Let me get the finale. We go backstage. The masked wrestlers line up in a police lineup. Oh, this is the best. And Eddie demands that all the wrestlers take off their masks to ID who took his wallet. And then we very dramatically, or we very drastically cut to behind each of the wrestlers. Which,
1: like, good. We're not going to unmask all of these wrestlers. Can you imagine? Yes. Because I, guess I can. I can imagine.
0: I wonder how many of these guys actually showed their face to uh, Eddie and security.
1: I don't know. Or do
0: they just kind of give their... Uh...
1: I feel like a few of them actually did. But I feel like a lot of them also, like, probably had another mask or something underneath. I think that there's like a trust there.
0: So Eddie pretends that basically all of them are hideous when they unmask. Like, oh my God. No, he it, only does that
1: for the first two.
0: He, he does it for like the last one or two as well. Or he laughs at them or something. Because uh, he's like, because Psychosis unmasked. and it's like, hey, you're a good looking guy. Why are you wearing a mask? I'm wearing a mask, Holmes? And then Cheetah Kid unmasks. And,
1: Cheetah Kid! And,
0: and and he just goes, Prince Ayakea. <laughs>
1: Which I lost my shit. He's like, Prince I, can't, I haven't seen you in a minute, man. Where you been? Didn't
0: he wrestle in the past month on Nitro? He
1: sure did. He was at um, he was at the Superdome.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that Eddie can't ID who it was, and that's just the end of this. I think if they had given Dennis this to never any finalized, oh yeah. My God. I think if they had given this to anybody besides Eddie, it would have been, you know, just death. It wasn't that good as it was, but he's entertaining enough to where...
1: Yes. Eddie saved this in the end. Although... The first two segments leading up to this bit, awful. So boring. So bad. Why were they even featured? But this lineup was funny.
0: Although I'm realizing now, he came back like incredibly grumpy the past two weeks, and here it's like...
1: I don't think he knows what he wants to be. I
0: don't know how much of it is him versus writing and booking.
1: Fair. Yeah, I don't know, because you're right. Because he came back really solemn when he was on, um, when he was on commentary, and then he had that match with Hoovy where he was really angry, and then he's just like he beat up somebody else. Like at a, oh, who did he beat up? That was just like I'm too good for this
0: match. It was uh, it was Lenny and Lodi. Lenny
1: and Lodi. Yeah, he just had like a squash match with them. Yeah, he's confused. We're all a little confused. It's okay.
0: So we go back to the arena and commentary chats, and all of a sudden there's interference in the in the feed. It's like, oh, that's weird. It's like, which just clearly part of the show because
1: yeah. they're not gonna acknowledge interference if it's just over the the TV station. They're not gonna yeah. know it,
0: or they won't do it in the commentary voice. They're like, exactly. oh, oh
1: what's happening? This is weird.
0: So the interference is a backstage hack promo, and he talks about growing up and. All he knows how to do is fight.
1: I was born fighting. I came out of the womb fighting.
0: Yeah, and um, he's like, <laughs> I wanted to fight, and somebody was stupid enough to give me a job, or like, you know, we were like, stupid enough to, stupid enough to pick, pay me to fight, kind of thing. <laughs> and so he challenges every tough man on the on this planet to a junkyard match at Bash the Beach. He does note that Raven is not available for this, which I think is what prompted me to realize, like, oh,
1: oh. No, I thought he said he was just, like, living life down in Florida. I didn't think of that as anything. Or he's, like, licking his wounds. Or licking his wounds, yeah. Yeah, something like that, but... See, I didn't see that as, like, a rib so much. I, I just kind of saw that as, like...
0: Oh, I didn't think it was a rib. I was just saying, I think it's literally, like, Raven is currently hurt. Like, oh, Link almost had to retire around this time. And I just looked up when he was, you know, I'm like, do we see him again? It's like, kinda. But I actually really enjoyed this hack promo.
1: It was different. I liked the different angle on yeah, it too. Yeah.
0: Like we were talking earlier about people getting their characters across. Yes. This was very it's like a very clear mission statement yes. about like I am born to fight and that's all I want to do.
1: I am Hack, I am hardcore. This is who I am. It is reinstating who the characters are and I love it. I need that.
0: Can I can I ruin this for you a little no. bit? No. So you know, you know how we're reestablishing who Hack is? Yeah. Um this Sunday is Hack's last match.
1: Motherfucker. Seriously? Yep. Does he also go back to the ECW? Yep. Good. Good for him. But he But He's better there.
0: And, um...
1: Is Roddy Piper about to leave? No.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know when Roddy Piper leaves, the more I think about it. But I will, um... Give you this little tease for that match at Bash of the Beach. Apparently, all the wrestlers were saying, like, Hey, let's do this in a bunch of pre-tapes so we can do it safe. WCW was like, nah. Oh. So I think a bunch of people get hurt doing that match.
1: Oh, no. Why am I not surprised? Nothing surprises me anymore.
0: So let's keep rolling. We get the Bash of the Beach countdown ad again.
1: Five, four, three, five, four, seven, six, five, eight,
0: five, seven. And then we get the live performance of Rap is Crap. Oh, my God. And Live is Relative. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, do you want you know what? Why don't you just open with that?
1: My only note for this is just, well, anyway. <laughs> That's it. I was like, let's just move on. So, I don't know how many of our listeners play music. Musical instruments. Maybe even a guitar here and there. Whenever you're playing an instrument, it requires some level of hand-eye or breath coordination. Namely, you have to move your hand when you're playing an instrument. Nine times out of ten, you need to move your hand. I can't think of a single... Singing. I can't think of an instrument that you can play that you don't have to move your freaking hand. All of these guys were on stage playing guitars, first of all. They were all playing guitars.
0: No, one of them was playing drums.
1: Okay, so three guitars and one drum. None of the guitar players moved their hand. Not once. Second. Second gripe. If you listen to the song, I Hate Rap, there is a pretty strong violin line. <laughs> fiddle line, yeah, if you, you will.
0: I think this is where your strongest uh, obs- <laughs> obsession was.
1: No one was playing the violin! I'm sorry. Or the banjo, for that matter. No one was playing the banjo line. Or the mandolin. No or the mandolin. the mandolin line. There was a fucking washboard. That's
0: textbook pandering.
1: <laughs> there was a washboard. No, there wasn't.
0: And it's not like any of these guys are rips. You can like do the abs no. thing.
1: I was getting so annoyed. But also it's like, what do you expect?
0: I do think the one main mic was hot because they do come in for the harmonies and it does sound like True. they're At singing. the
1: end, they are actually singing. However, leading up to that, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Because the thing is like with live music, if it sounds exactly like what you've heard before, there's no way that it's real. It sounded the, exactly like the recording.
0: The only two notes I'll have on that is one: I doubt they put a lot of effort into mixing this all that well, so it might just be the raw take of Kurt Hennig. I mean, uh, maybe in the actual song. And two, considering Kurt Hennig's not a singer, he literally just might have like one mode, and it just hits that. It's like maybe like how sometimes bad actors are actually the best at ADR because they just only have one delivery. So it's like, okay, it's easy to match back up.
1: I guess that's fair. I, I mean, you might be right. You
0: I <laughs> I did note that Kurt like pulls the crowd and listen, it's mixed, but there's a lot of positive, you know, pops for this.
1: Out in the stadium, you can't tell that they're not moving their hands. You can't tell that one of them's not playing oh, no, the banjo. I, was, I was saying
0: beforehand, just like him pulling the crowd of like, who thinks rap is crap? And it's like, yeah. Oh,
1: pulling. I thought you were saying pulling, not pulling. Oh, pulling. Pulling.
0: So, yeah, they perform and that's pretty much it.
1: Perform is putting it strongly.
0: Like, nothing else happens on this. Like, Ray and Conan don't come out. I, I was I, so upset. Man.
1: I'm sorry. Musical performances in wrestling really just like heat me.
0: We then get a Team Madness hype package. And I think this is where I was like, okay, I'm like, I don't know how much I have left. Yeah. And luckily, the next match. People came out, and I was like, okay, I'm on board, because it's the Jersey Triad versus three quarters of the Radicals. Yeah. It's Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. I think even the Jersey Triad came out, and I'm like, I can't do this right now. And then the other, then the Radicals came out, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can.
1: Maybe I can. Because
0: also, it is, this is just a six-man tag. It's not the weird pseudo-handicap match. Right. And the Radicals come out to some crap music. I think it's Perry Saturn's theme. At this point, I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's not the siren theme.
0: Early on, Benoit hits triple Germans, which leads to a commercial.
1: Oh, I love the triple German move.
0: Back from commercial, the triad work over Saturn. Benoit tags in and chops Bam Bam Bigelow, who's wearing a shirt. And I was like, you smart bastard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You learned motherfucker.
0: Benoit goes for a diving headbutt, but DDP crotches him on the top rope. Canyon hits a snap suplex, followed by a vaulting elbow drop onto, onto Benoit. And we get some Goldberg chants all of a sudden, and I'm like, in all of the matches tonight, this is the one you're going to shit on? Yeah, I don't
1: get that. This was great. This was so fun. This was cool.
0: We get a hot tag back to Saturn, who suplexes Canyon and cleans house and hits a Northern Lights suplex. Everything is a mess for a minute, and then Dean counters a tombstone into one of his own. Baby Bigelow goes for a diving headbutt, but misses. Saturn then hits a frog splash. And then we get a diving headbutt from Chris Benoit, who gets the win. So cool. Yeah, this is a pretty quick match. uh, Match of the night, but that's a low bar. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And, like, actually got a clean finish. You put over over the challengers going into the pay-per-view. So it's like, okay, you know, it makes you think they're going to win the titles.
1: And you very nearly formed the Radicals.
0: Again, I don't know if they... I know they're
1: not a WCW. Well,
0: not the Radicals, but I don't know how much any of them stay teamed up. Because clearly they're all aligned. Yeah. Well,
1: mine is Eddie.
0: Yeah. So this is where um, we miss something on the network. Because Megadeth performs. Megadeth. They perform a song from the movie Universal Soldier. I love that movie. Which uh, one of the people from the movie comes out afterward because it is the return of Goldberg.
1: So you told me that this was going to happen. Or you told me that like something like this was going to happen. So when the Goldberg chant started, I was like, was that the cut segment? Did we see Goldberg? No, it's here. Yeah. Wild. It was a terrible performance. Let me just throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Again, terrible performance. But the ending also did not feel earned of Goldberg coming out. It well, felt really random.
0: Well, also, I was reading something. It's pointed out that... There's probably a lot of people who didn't see Goldberg return because they went, oh, Megadeth's performing? change Turn the it channel. off,
1: yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Because who cares about Megadeth? What's their biggest hit? Check out their Spotify.
0: Megadeth's biggest song is called Symphony of Destruction, which has 177 million streams. Yeah.
1: All right, listeners, we can beat that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Goldberg's back. I doubt he'll be at Bash of the Beach, but uh, you never know. It's not like they set him up for anything, but...
1: We'll see. I don't th- I don't have high hopes.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, just have... It's not like Ernest Miller come out... and Actually, he's in a segment. Hold on. Um, I don't really know who you have, but just have somebody come out, talk shit to the crowd, and have Goldberg come out and kill him in a match.
1: Ernest has been doing a good job of talking shit.
0: But uh, let's go to the main event, and it's Michael Buffer time. Woo! For Sid Vicious versus Kevin Nash for the WCW title. Sid comes out to no music again, but is still wearing the title. And um, I have basically no notes for this match other than, okay, how many how many bumps before the non-finish?
1: Okay, I'm going to say two.
0: So the real number is three, but there's an asterisk on that.
1: So I was going to guess three, but then you said it was low. Okay.
0: Randy Savage is one of the bumps. Yeah. And one of them is off a like big boot, so it's just kind of falling. It's not. It's not really a bump. Yeah. Other than that, there is one side slam to Sid.
1: So it's really like two and a half bumps.
0: I'd call it one. Granted, this only goes like four minutes, but before the match, Nash tells Savage and the Broads to get out of here. The Broads. If Savage wants to see George again, I'm like Jesus. During the actual match, we get big Goldberg chance, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is
1: valid, yeah.
0: Savage interferes, but the ref is fine with it, I guess. <laughs> Savage pulls the ref in the way, and he gets hit and goes down. Sting then comes out. Quote, unquote. This one at least looks more passable.
1: It does. doesn't look like Rosie O'Donnell. I'll give him that.
0: And attacks Nash with Sid and Savage. Then the real Sting comes out, fights off all three men. Nash doesn't realize that it's a different Sting, so he power bombs Sting, because of course he does. Because it's the most obvious thing you could do. Yeah. Nash then grabs a mic and heads towards the back. He says, what's left of George is in the dressing room.
1: Which scared me, because I'm like, did you just go all axe murderer on George? Are are we going to, like, find her fingers?
0: Then everyone heads backstage real slowly. Yeah. Like, it holds for a while. And apparently it held for a while, because Nitro will go off the air about three minutes early.
1: Really? Yep. Why?
0: They just... Didn't have enough stuff, and huh. so Randy Savage goes backstage. And um, for those Botchamania fans, this is the episode for the original "Send for the Man" clip. Uh, I think I realized why he stopped using it. I forget if Matthews actually said he stopped using it for this reason, but I have a feeling if he hasn't said it. This might be why. Of um, Savage walks in and like flip, like kind of flips the table, which makes Tori Wilson corpse. Who is just kind of standing there talking with Gorgeous George and Savage, who sees Tori Wilson and slaps her.
1: Ugh. See, I didn't see the slap.
0: But he then like kind of like almost like rips George's shirt and like throws her yeah. around a corner and like kind of like off-screen kicks her, and it's like it's just so uncomfortable. That's
1: what really confused me because up to the up to this point in the episode. I thought that Randy Savage had, like, actual concern about, like, where George was. Like, is she hurt? Is she, you know, is she okay? I thought that he worried about her. But then after seeing this, and he's just, like, throwing her around and ripping her shirt off, I'm like, oh, you're just abusive. You're just controlling. Yeah. It it really, like, put I, a bad taste yeah, in it. Yeah,
0: re- I really went from, um, oh, it's Send for the Man thing, to, oh. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: And you told me, like, oh, yeah, Tori Corpse there. I thought she was in character because she's been hanging out with Kevin Nash, who is inherently smarmy and just kind of, like, yeah. laughs everything yeah. off. So I thought that she was doing that when he flipped the table. Like, oh, wow, you're well, really going to well, flip a table? She like, also keeps
0: laughing after she gets slapped. I think it's just out of shock of just, like.
1: I didn't see the slap. I saw him do, like, a got your nose sort no, of he, thing he, on he her. But her. Okay. I'll take your word for it.
0: I, I mean, it's, just, a, it's a, you know, it's not like a full wind up, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still, you know.
1: It's enough. It gets the point across. It's, it's' it's not cool. It's really uncomfy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a mix of, I think if it was just the Tory stuff, I think the segment, you know, might would have been able to okay. li- live on, but yeah, the George stuff of just like the
1: also like I'm just
0: gonna go around this corner and you know, beat the, the, the shit out of my girlfriend is kind of the, the sentiment.
1: The line going into like going off the air is George going like, why are you doing this? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. What's happening? I don't know. What the fuck? What am I watching? What am I about to witness? It's it's fucked up. I don't even know. I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're ever going to get any kind of, you know, we're not going to get any talks of this next week. Like, they're not going to talk about this I, segment at Bash of the Beach. No.
0: Yeah. So a uh, bad nitro and with a really sour taste in your mouth at the end of it. Um, oh,
1: yeah. It, the ending really kills this episode for me. Like I was enjoying the episode, but this last match really does kill it.
0: I honestly, I there's very little in my opinion on this Nitro worth watching. Fair. Um,
1: I I can't think of anything I'd want to go back and rewatch.
0: Yeah, I mean the Jersey Triad radicals match was pretty good,
1: but I think they're gonna do it again and they'll do it better.
0: Would you recommend people watch the Bret Hart segment? Not in a, I wouldn't say in a quality sense, but in a like,
1: you Meaningfulness know, sense. like
0: just like historical document kind of sense.
1: Kind of no, because I also think that there are better showings of that. I think that if you want to watch Bret Hart talk about Owen, watch his documentary. Yeah. There are other places that you can find Bret Hart talking about his brother and his love for his brother that are not this, and it'll be more meaningful.
0: Yeah, they actually do include bits of um, the article he wrote for the Calgary Sun as part of his package, which... I'd say read that article. Yeah, it just broke our heart. I, I, oh my god. I don't even know if I can read the whole article. No. The little bit they included broke my heart. But, oh my
1: god! Yeah. Well, yeah. we're really ending this episode on a high note.
0: Yeah, I you know I will give you credit. We were gonna do the music game at the very end, and I'm really glad we did it at the be- at the beginning because yeah. um I don't really know how to move into uh, I'm not best in the mood. <laughs> best bit and MVP, but uh, let's just wind this down. Emily, what's your best bit?
1: So I gave it to the. Um... The Roddy Piper segment because of the character building and like bringing it back to kind of classic wrestling characters, I loved it. I want more of that. That was my best bet.
0: I gave mine to the Hack promo. Okay. I thought it was very good. It, um, it's, it's unfortunate that he's got we he won't be here next week. It sounds like, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a solid setup for the match and character building. Promo. Yeah,
1: I think it honestly, good for him and good for Raven for moving back to ECW. That's where they belong.
0: Emily, who's your MVP? Eddie. Eddie?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made me laugh. Fair. There wasn't much. Like, I was, I was hard-pressed finding it, uh, uh, an MVP in this episode.
0: Yeah, I debated giving mine to Hack, but I didn't want to double down. Because it was a good promo, but it was. wasn't. And I'm like, is it, is it that good? <sighs> so, I gave mine to Bret Hart. Just, yeah. Just for, for going out there and trying. I think that's fair. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? I, I, I appreciate you know you, you you coming out and speaking your mind. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. I, it was very visibly not easy for you. Yes. Uh, but hopefully the next episode will be a little easier for us. Oh my god! It's, Bash
1: the beach. Bash
0: at the beach. Woo! 1999.
1: We can pretend that we're at the beach while it'll be fucking February and snowing here probably. Yeah. we recorded, we'll, we'll wear
0: some Hawaiian shirts. I have an Orioles Hawaiian shirt. <laughs>
1: That's
0: true, you do. Well, you can be a uh, bikini-clad babe. I don't
1: want to pull bikini out. I've got my winter body right now. I don't want to do that.
0: Emily, it's an audio podcast. The okay. listeners will know. I'm going to be in the
1: skimpiest bikini. Well, any, that was an episode. Yeah,
0: any uh, closing thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, listen to the other episodes. I, I say listen to the other ones. Don't re-listen to this one. No. No. On uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Butts in the Pod, and we are the Butts in the Seats podcast on Facebook. Correct, correct.
1: <sighs> We're getting better about being more responsive on. Um- Twitter. we've gotten a couple people reaching out on instagram that i have not been very good about responding
0: yeah to, I, don't even, I don't even i don't even access to that that one's all you
1: yeah instagram's all me baby remember
0: how you said this episode was pretty good do you stand by that
1: i don't want to die
0: <laughs> well there is that that's so. the bar <sighs> well see you at bash the beach i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow nick wants to like just bury his head in the sand and just no that's it i'm done i'm done
0: i'll see you at bash the beach <laughs> bye